Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? Yes. Oh, great. This is Juggle Mystery Podcast, and that's what we do here. This is season three, episode ten. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Trisha Tanaka is dead. And I think it's a fun one. It's a fun one. I will say that. Yes, it's a fun one. I think that it's like misplaced. It's weird coming after episode nine. Yeah, it's misplaced, and like we already have a lot of what feels like filler mm-hmm. in this season. And the last episode was so bad, and also nothing was accomplished. Like, nothing real was accomplished. Yeah. But, I mean, I I do think that this one is more than just filler, because we learned so much about Hurley. Which, I mean, that's more than just moving the plot forward. This show is about developing its characters, and they sure did a hell of a, hell of a better job of that this week than we did with Jack last week. <laughs> yeah. So, I do think it was more than just, like, a silly filler episode, but... In spite of the lack of, like, other things happening, it was definitely a much better episode just all around. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. We learned a lot about Hurley. And that's all you really need in an episode of Lost, I think. But yeah, it it is, like, the second week in a row where nothing really happened. So that's a little weird. Yeah. But yeah. Let's, uh, dive right in. Alrighty. Our flashbacks reveal that we have another character with daddy issues. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't think I about that. I told you we weren't done with daddy issues. There's still at least, like, three more to go, I think, that we're going to Good Lord. have the reveal be, oops, oops, all daddies. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> daddy issues all around. Oops, all daddies. <laughs> so, yeah, this is one of those. We see Hurley as a young kid. He's working on this car with his dad. His dad tells him, go ahead and try and start it. And Hurley's like, what? It's not going to start. We need a new carburetor. And he tries to start it. It doesn't work. Hurley gets upset and says that it was stupid to try. And his dad tries to impart some fatherly wisdom before leaving him for 17 years. Yeah, great. (laughs) Cool. Cool job. He says, having hope is never stupid. You have to believe good things will happen, and they will. you got to make your own luck. And then he gives Hurley a candy bar, and he leaves. And it all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just in the context of this, it was just a a weird sequence. Like, man, just just a strange, like, way to introduce that, like, idea, I guess. I don't know. Here's his dad, and he's gone. It was very, like, condensed, but, you know. Yes. I think it I think it fit. Also Cheech Marin. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hurley's dad. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, I kind of wish they had like given him a better role. Yeah, made him a little less shitty. Or just like Yeah, cuz that's not really his like thing. He's kind of a fun guy, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's kind of yeah. his, his thing. It was kind of a weird to see him as like a shitty dad. Yeah. So our next flashback we're back with Hurley after he won the lottery. He's <laughs> he's being interviewed at a Mr. Clucks that he bought. Very bad at interviews, Hurley. Oh, poor guy. Also, do you remember 
it was either season one, like the very end of season one or the very beginning of season two. Hurley is talking, I think, to Jack and he's like listing off all the things that happened to him after he won the lottery. And he mentions the Mr. Clucks I used to work at got hit by a meteor or a, a meteorite. I don't know the difference. That yeah. was like seasons ago. God. And I think I I think I told you back then, like, we're going to get to see that. So here, here it is. <laughs> so, so wild. So he bought the Mr. Clucks. Randy works for him now. Randy Nations. Randy Nations. Weird name. I know. He ruins the interview by being really depressing. Yep. Uh, he won't answer any of the questions, and he starts talking about all the bad luck he's been having. And Trisha Tanaka is like, shut the fuck up. Do you know what a fluff piece is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she wants to go. I love this moment where she's like, let's just go inside and shoot some B-roll. And Hurley is like, oh, dude, I don't know. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so he's nervous and superstitious that something's going to go wrong. And um, something goes wrong. That's a, yeah. It's like a little, little mini. <laughs> yeah, like, so I have the subtitles on permanently now. Because. Okay. But when it, when it, they were going in, I was like, well, something bad's going to happen. What's it going to be? And then the subtitles say whistling. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be a gas leak. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, like, man. I would not describe that noise as whistling, but okay. Yeah. Cl Close catch and company. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> kind of a whistling. So, uh, yeah, the, it's hit by a meteorite and Trisha Tanaka is dead. Which I love that that's the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, sometimes they, uh, we were talking about before, sometimes it's just, just right on the nose. Yep. So what is the difference between a meteor, a meteorite, and an asteroid? Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask me that, Marshall. I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's a meteorite, though, <laughs> that hits the building. Okay. I don't know. Because Lindery says it was either a meteor or an asteroid. Yeah, and he's, yeah, I don't know the difference. I'll I'll look it up. But anyway, I like in this scene when it gets hit by the uh, object that he like basically throws himself on top of Randy to protect Randy. And I'm like, all right, Hurley, I, I like that. I see that. Yeah. See, this is boss. OK, There's so just, just to little, clarify before we get emails, detail. a meteorite is a meteor fragment that reaches the ground. Okay, so I was right. There we and, go. It's a yeah. meteorite. Asteroid is something that orbits the sun that's smaller than a planet. Okay. And, yep. There you go. There you go. You came so, here to talk about loss, but you learned about space. You're going to learn today. <laughs> Hurley goes home and tells his mom what happened. And he's like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm cursed. Which, honestly, yeah. Yeah, bud, you're cursed. I mean, that's... I would think that I was cursed, too, if that happened. <laughs> Even if that was, like, the only thing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, oh, for sure. Like, all the other <laughs> stuff on top of it is like, yeah, bud, you're cursed. But if that yeah. happened... That's pretty fucking cursed. God wants me dead. The universe wants yeah. me dead. <laughs> but she slaps him and she's like, no curses. She says no it was curses. an accident. He brings up going to Australia. Because that's where the numbers are from. And she says, I can prove to you not cursed. And apparently the way she's going to do that is... By being like, hey, look, yay, your dad's home. Yeah, great. Wow. Yay. <laughs> uh, so he he got the numbers from the guy in the institution. Yeah. What? I can't remember why they came from Australia. 
Is so, this something that the guy said? So in season one, we see Hurley. It's Lenny, like, right? It's him yeah, Lenny. it's Leonard from the from the institution. When he's won the lottery, he's freaking out because of the curse. He goes back to Leonard and asks, where did you get those numbers from? Leonard says Australia. That's right. Okay. So we find out that there was like another guy in Australia who used the numbers and then he thought he was cursed and then he killed himself. Yes, that's right. So yeah, that's that. This is him wanting to go. He's already talked to Leonard, and now he wants to go to Australia. So Hurley's dad is back, and literally the first thing he says to him is, "Your mom wasn't kidding about those candy bars, haha." <laughs> Jesus. Like, wow, what a fucking asshole, man. And I get that, like this, you know, this episode is a very like kind of rushed. I guess is the word. Like, yes, showing you really quickly why Hurley is the way that he is. And I know that we've already seen that his mom is kind of, like, not super motherly and she's kind of out of touch. But it's just really weird to have her be like, aren't you happy your dad's back? <laughs> it, yeah. It, <laughs> when it's there's been a lot of, 17 years. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, emotions that are, that are like, compared, that are, like, put up next to each other at the same time that don't, like, necessarily jive. Like... Yeah. There's like the lightheartedness of a Hurley episode, but it's these hard cuts to like dealing with uh, yeah. an absentee father and a and a cold mom. Like it's just I don't yeah. know, it's weird. Yeah, Rush it is, is definitely bit, the right way to put it. It is a little bit weird. Especially like it feels like the the tone of the show is so different depending on who the episode is focusing on. Yeah. Like so much of this was played for comedy, like the whole like, oh I have needs thing, right? But it's yes. like, if this exact storyline had been, like, a Sawyer episode, then it would have been so different. Like, the whole tone would have been so different. It could have been exactly the same plot, but when we get episodes focusing on different characters, it's like the show is an entirely different genre, depending on who we're watching. And I think sometimes that's really cool, but sometimes it's really jarring. And it's, and it's what, what, it, what happens is it makes it harder for them to incorporate like uh, other parts because like the base level of the show with like the mystery i mean it's a mystery show right it's a suspense mystery show yeah but when they have something that's as like distinctly kind of darkly comedic as this it makes it even weirder when they insert the mystery parts right it's like oh we're back to this now even though that's not what yeah. this episode has been for the for like 90 percent of it yeah did you for, did you forget <laughs> it's mysterious right <laughs> <laughs> we do have some kind of genuinely just funny moments though in this episode like when they're sitting down to dinner yes and we see that hurley has butlers and he commissioned and he a got solid gold Benigans. jesus for his mom <laughs> But he's really upset. He's going to get rid of all his money. He lets the butlers go, and he, he's he's going to get rid of all of it. And then his mom makes him show the dad that, like, oh, he's kept this car for 17 years, right? Yeah. And has not actually fixed it. He's just kept it, which is very symbolic. But So he's going to go to Australia, but Hurley, his, his dad uh, convinces him to stay he's gonna help him break the curse and he i also i really like the scene with his like yeah this was fun too like this he, these parts were fun <laughs> yeah he takes him to a psychic she is doing a reading and she sees the numbers and she says she's gonna remove the curse 
Take off your she, clothes. Yeah, she tells Ego. him to take off his clothes, and she starts just sh- throwing random shit in a pot, like an egg and like some random seasonings. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, and it was like a fistful of oregano in one yeah. egg. <laughs> so Hurley's like, "Wait a second. He says, "Did my dad put you up to this?" And he pays her ten thousand dollars to admit that he did. Yep. <laughs> so our last flashback, we see he's gonna go to Australia. His dad admits to him that he did just come home for the money, but that's not why he's staying. And he repeats the whole thing about make your own luck, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells him he should give away all the money and they can just stay together and work on the car and start over. And he says, I'll be here when you get back from Australia. Hurley says that, yeah. yeah no, 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 like, the dad oh, says, sorry, right. I'll be here when you get back. Well, yeah, Hurley is like, I'll, I'll call you when I'm in Melbourne or something. Or yeah, I'll... he said, he says, I'll send you a postcard. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like, dad. the dad says it's never too late for a fresh start, which is not true. Sometimes yeah, it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. And, I, I, I like, this is, a like, a trope in, in, in media where, like, a person that's maybe not the sympathetic one, but they, they're trying to make amends and they say, like, a, a statement that's, like, you know kind of generally true like you got to give love a second try or you right right it's important to forgive people but like all we have is that he disappeared for 17 years and he's like it's never too late for a fresh start it's like bitch what? <laughs> you, you left for 17 there, years there is you... kind of an expiration date on fresh starts i think i think 17 years might be uh past 17 that. years and you admit that you only came back for the money and then you're like yeah. hey hey bud it's never too late for a fresh start. Yeah, it is. This, yeah, I hate these I hate eggs that are trope. bad. <laughs> I hate the trope where the guy admits, like, okay, well, I did just come back because of this, but I'm staying because I love you. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, but also no, I do still have all this money. <laughs> that's manipulative. I mean, it's just yeah. straight up manipulative. And yeah, it's it it just feels weird because this it was all so rushed in this episode. So it's like it feels like this all happened in like one day. Like, oh, it's been 17 years and now he's back and he wants you to be, to forgive him and no, oh, okay, the end, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa, that, that was a quick ride there. <laughs> yeah, he's back and the only reason your mom wants him to stick around is because she's horny. Like, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, and even the whole scene where it's like, you know, when he goes to wake him up and he's got the headphones in and he's like, oh, it's because of the noise or whatever. It's like. Gross. I mean, this guy left for 17 years. <laughs> yeah, not really ingratiating yourself it's there. Not, it's not Cheech. funny. Yeah. But no, I, I, it just... Hurley's such an easygoing guy, so even with this horrible, fucked up episode, if you actually think about it for more than a couple seconds, it's like, well, they still have to play it off as, like, lighthearted, because that's Hurley. Yeah. But, I mean, at the very least, it, he didn't really forgive his dad at the end, right? No, no, I, I agree with it. Like, so it's like, okay, fine. But yeah, just as much as I love everything that happens on Island in this episode, which I really do, I love the whole thing with the car. It's one of my favorite on-island filler sequences. It's up there with the golf for me. But the flashbacks in this episode are like a little much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the few genuinely funny moments, I don't know, it's just hard to play off, you know your dad abandons you for 17 years and then comes back and cracks some jokes like that. That doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, they could have. I mean, it definitely like, especially who they cast for it. Like it, it would have been a lot better to just like have maybe a deadbeat 
dad who's not like an absentee dad, but like a dad yeah. who maybe doesn't make the best choices and maybe drinks too much. And it's like him yeah, trying to a, cope yeah. with that. There's a way to do it, especially yeah. with the fact that they got Cheech Marin for the role that would right. have been very funny and it would have been lighthearted like the rest of the episode. Yeah. And they've always kind of implied, like, I guess there's a difference between, like, shitty dad who doesn't really teach you, like, how to be a man or whatever, right? We kind of got the vibe that Hurley didn't have a father figure. But there's a huge difference between kind of shitty dad and dad who left for your entire adolescence. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird that it was Cheech Marin. It's weird that it was, like, so quickly paid off and tried to be lighthearted about it. I don't know. Whatever. Weird choices. The, the weird, Mr. Cluck scene was choices. funny, and the Solid Gold Jesus was funny, so there you go. <laughs> yes, Solid Gold Jesus was funny. I Have Needs <laughs> was funny. It was, yeah. it was just kind of disjointed and rushed. Um, yeah. Uh, and, like, if it, it again, like with the stuff back on the island, most of that's funny because it's Hurley. Right. Except for the fucking opening scene. Anyways. Oh, uh, God. Jesus yeah. Lord. Well, I guess we'll get to that next. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about that. That was that was crushing. An unexpected gut punch. The first scene of Hurley on the island is he's sitting at Libby's grave. <laughs> and he's telling her all the scary stuff that's been happening. And he's so stressed out. He says, but I've been scared most of my time here anyway, except when I'm with you. It's like, oh my god. It's I like, wasn't oh, ready for that. Fun Hurley episode, huh? I know. Oh, shit. I mean, they have to remind you that Hurley also has feelings. <laughs> yeah, no, they did, they did it. They did it. So, Hurley goes to talk to Charlie, who's been in a funk, and he's like, hey, tell me tell me what's going on. And so Charlie just tells him. Yeah. Desmond said I'm gonna die. And Hurley says, I think that Desmond might be right, and I also think it's my fault, because I'm cursed. And then before Charlie can, like, unpack that, he, he says, death finds me. And then <laughs> Vincent runs out of the jungle <laughs> with a skeleton arm. God. <laughs> death finds me. But the arm is holding car keys. And a rabbit's and foot. And Hurley gets excited. And he says, if I'm not back in three hours, tell somebody. <laughs> you gonna chase that dog for three hours? <laughs> Damn. I mean, he could get lost in the jungle. Who knows? I would say, like, an hour. <laughs> Come yeah, three help, hours please, is God. Yeah, I could really break a lot of bones in three hours. (laughs) I could do a lot of damage in three hours. Yeah. So Hurley follows Vincent, and he finds this overturned Dharma van. Yes. I was not expecting that. I know. It was exciting. It'll come back. Good. (laughs) I would hope so. This is not not just a one-off. We'll see the van again. And we'll also see a little bit of the van, uh, a little history of the van. With Roger Workman? Roger Workman, yeah. How did Roger Workman get there? We see on the beach, Sun is making Jin practice English, finally, which feels like it should have happened a while ago. I guess there's been so little time where they've been on speaking terms and also not separated. (laughs) But now it's like they're in in a brief, happy phase, so she's like, hey, you need to learn English. Hurley comes up and tells everybody about the car, and nobody cares. That was, like, also a weird scene where everyone was treating him like he came back and was like, I found AIDS! Like, <laughs> like yeah. we're not interested. Uh, it's yeah. bizarre. I think that, in general, like, 
we're supposed to be seeing morale is very low because I mean the big three are missing right? or, or or they're captured by the others. Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. At this point, I guess everybody knows that Echo just died. So everybody's like, yeah, Hurley, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to play golf today. I don't want to play with a car today, you know? So yeah, they kind of just give him the cold shoulder. But Jin <laughs> is left standing there because he yep. didn't understand what was going on. So he gets roped into doing it because he doesn't understand what's happening. That was fun. It is fun. Hurley like, and you Jin have no idea fun, what you just volunteered for. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. And then we come to a scene that I guess you hated between Sawyer and Kate. <laughs> oh, God. I I am going to defend Sawyer in this episode, okay? So I also, I mean, I don't love this scene. I don't love them together. We see them, like, half-heartedly flirting again. And it's confusing. And it's like, wait, we just had a big fight and broke up, like, an hour ago. But Kate, fucking Kate, has the nerve, in my opinion, to say to him... All you have to do is say sorry and we could start again. My problem is not with Sawyer. My problem yeah. is with what they've done to Kate's character. Yeah. I, I, she's just like pining for the closest penis within a mile. Like, no, exactly. It's so frustrating. It sucks. It's so frustrating. And it's not, it's not that, it's not that I have a problem with romances and shows. I have yeah. a problem when they do something like this. And it takes a character that they dedicated multiple character episodes to, and then now she's just sad. Like, yeah, it's, and they changed. Hurt. Kate's cha- character has transformed from like the the girl who's always on the run and out for herself to the girl who needs love from the nearest man. She's upset that he won't sleep. Or she'll die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it, and and that is not. It's not the fact that there's like flirting or whatever it's what they've yeah. done with her character i don't i can't stand like their interactions now it's it sucks but so what i what i hate about this specifically this whole oh all you have to do is say sorry and especially the way the fans interpreted this like as if sawyer is in the wrong which i don't think he is like he was a dick to her in the last episode that we saw but also like she used him yeah He's actually in love with her. She had sex with him to basically blow off some steam because she was sad that he was going to die, but doesn't actually (laughs) love him. And then he gets all ooey gooey and confesses that he loves her and she doesn't say anything in response. Yep. And like, if the roles were reversed here, if the sexes were reversed here, it would be very clear who the villain was in this little arc. Oh, yeah. But... I guess men aren't allowed to feel things, so... <laughs> Since he's the one who got taken advantage of instead of her, it's like, nobody feels bad for him, and he was in the wrong for being a dick to her. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't, he confessed I don't his love so. to her, they had sex, she clearly doesn't actually care about him, and now she's like, all you have to do is say sorry, and you can be my boyfriend again. <laughs> Which, like... Oh, man, it's and, gross. And again, like, you can have... Like physical connections and something where it's just like a like a situation people find themselves in, but the fact that she's turning it around into something where she's the victim is the problem. Like you could just right, they could have just banged because they were sad and lonely, and that's understandable. Right. But now she's right. like, I can do it, I can do it. yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, it's not just that she had sex with him, but, like, she definitely made him think that it was because she loved him. Yeah. And that is a shitty thing to do to somebody. Yep. So, yeah, he says, I don't have anything to be sorry for. And she says, that's how it's going to be then. And they go back to calling each other Sawyer and Kate instead of, I guess, James and Freckles. Freckles. That's what they were calling each other. And then we get at one of our little fun re- beach reunion scenes. Everybody's so excited that they're back. But they're distinctly separate, right? They yep. keep looking at, back at each other longingly. Oh, God. Jesus, um, God. But they're home. Welcome home, Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, Kate. Kate. Uh. So we back with Hurley and Jen. We are investigating the van. We see the corpse, Roger Workman, in the van. And a bunch of beer. Yep, just some good old beer. <laughs> Regular love, drinkable beer. <laughs> I think the reason that I love this episode so fucking much, uh, regardless of kind of the weird placement of it and some of the weaknesses of the episode, the one-liners that Hurley gets in this episode are very good. Like, it's been a while since we've had just such a rapid succession of funny Hurley lines. <laughs> a lot of the... A lot of the- most of the banter is good. The banter is so good. And it's like, regardless of how... You just have to really not think too hard about this episode. Like, just let it yeah. be a fun van adventure and focus on kind of the the friends that we're making along the way, right? <laughs> it's just, you understand how it's weird to go from... Yeah, oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. Having and, to you really know, think about episodes to to an episode where you're not supposed to think that hard about it. It's kind of And let me tell you what, Marshall. Let me tell you what. Next week, we were hopping right back into the heavy stuff. Good. So it's like, this is very out there. But yeah, it's so it's fun. Jen kind of pantomimes that, you know, they should pull Roger out and then flip the van over. And Hurley's like, oh, dude, man, I suck at charades. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So they pull, they go to pull Roger out, but his head pops off and falls off inside the car. And Hurley says, we'll get that later. We'll get that later. <laughs> we see Charlie pressing Desmond to find out when he's going to die. Desmond says, you know, it doesn't work like that. I don't know. I just see flashes. And then Sawyer shows up and he's all pissed that people went through his stuff. He says, he calls Charlie Oliver Twist. <laughs> I think he also yeah. says I'm in this episode. Yeah. He says, and Jimmy Cricket. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really back with the nicknames, man. It's great. And it's great because, like, when he's doing it to, like, uh, another white person, it's like, oh, this is good. This is, this yeah. is what we need. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Back at the van. Oh, we have, we have one of my two favorite Hurley quotes, which both come out of this episode. Back at the van, uh, Hurley and Jen are going to tip up the van using these long sticks and he says oh yeah tip it up okay good crafty and Jen looks confused and he goes crafty it's like uh when you're good at crafts (laughs) that is one of my favorite early quotes of the entire show (laughs) it's like he's he's definitely a wordsmith (laughs) oh it's so good and then Sawyer comes around the corner ready to be all pissed at Hurley but Hurley's just so happy that he's back that he gives him this huge hug that was very, so, so I, it was sweet very sweet. And wholesome. I, I, yeah. I was like, oh, Hurley. I also like the, with, with the, with him 
with the crafty quote, like the only thing that I think he does different with Jen is like sometimes he's like, "Yeah, I get you." Like he's yell, he's yelling as if oh, Jen yeah, is he deaf. Does the thing. But but the like bad explanations of of uh, of his thought process <laughs> is something he yeah. does with everybody. And yeah, so it's exactly. not like a language barrier thing. It's just his yeah. his like inability to take the next step. It's very funny. Oh man. Jin says in English to Sawyer, good to see you. Yep. And Sawyer says, look at that. Somebody's hooked on phonics. Oh, phonics. <laughs> That's fucking great. That was really funny. And Sawyer tells them, you know, the others still have Jack. And Hurley just really quickly brushes it off. And it's like, no, it's fine. It's going to be fine. You know? Um, yep. And I like this moment, too, because it feels like Sawyer is expecting them to be disappointed right like oh you came back without jack i don't care that you're here anymore right right and it's like the just the look in his eye like the little puppy dog look in his eyes when he admits we didn't get jack and then the relief when hurley's like no it's okay that's fine we're gonna be fine it's like man all he needed all along was just some friends <laughs> yeah it's like you're you're valued too you don't have yeah. to be here with stranger in a strange land <laughs> They they get the car tipped over and they start to look inside it. They see some like blueprints. They're building a dirt road. Yeah, they see the beer. They see the head. <laughs> yep. Sawyer, Sawyer like, specifically the... finds the head. Sawyer says, "What's the head doing in here?" And Hurley says, "Oh, that's just Roger." <laughs> <laughs> and then Hurley says, "Okay, well, I'm going to start the car now." And Jen is trying to explain to him why that's not going to work. And Hurley says, even if you were speaking English, I wouldn't understand a word you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> the car obviously does not start, so they drink some... They, Sawyer cracks open some beer, and we have another great line from Hurley. He says, that beer's been sitting there since before Rocky Three, Probably even two. <laughs> it's poisoned by now. <laughs> Jen can't fix the car, so they're just sitting there hanging out. Sawyer's teaching Jen some English. Beer and car... <laughs> <laughs> and then Hurley gets the idea to do the rolling start down the hill, which yeah, is he's off like against a tree praying. Yeah, and he's like, and Sawyer's like, "You're praying for help. I got some help right here." He chucks a beer at him, and it rolls down that big ass hill. Yeah, which is just, I mean, I get it. Like I've had to do a rolling start before when I used to drive stick shift, but I don't know. Uh. <laughs> That I mean, car might be beyond helping just it by pushing it down a hill. It would not have worked, but but you, you know really what? It doesn't us, matter. You really got to suspend disbelief in this episode. It matters so little to me that it would not work because the payoff is so good. Island magic, Marshall. Just yep. it's island That's magic. It. Hurley goes to get Charlie and tell him the plan. He tells him to stop moping. <laughs> he says, "Stop feeling sorry for yourself because somebody said you're going to die." And then the other favorite Hurley line for probably the entire show is let's look death in the face and say whatever man <laughs> <laughs> that is just such a good Hurley quote I, I just uh, the, the that whole sequence where he, where he, he just like full on slaps Charlie in the face yeah <laughs> Charlie's like what is happening he's so <laughs> like I, I like to think that he's so stunned by that that he goes along with it like there's no oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then we have 
Sawyer teaching Jin some more English for Sun. He teaches him, I'm sorry, you were right, and those pants don't make you look fat. God. Which is like, ha, okay, fine. But. Yeah, okay. It's worth it. It's a fun, it's a fun bonding scene. It is fun. It's fun. They had to throw in that line because it was 2006, but it was fun. And then they're, they're gonna do it. They're gonna push the car down the hill. (laughs) Good lord. Uh, They're gonna push the car down a hill is like really underselling it. (laughs) Yeah, well. Good lord. <laughs> Charlie volunteers to ride shotgun. And it works. Right before they crash into the rocks and die, <laughs> it works. Yep. And Larissa, then... Larissa had a pretty good uh, comment during this where she's like, you have the luckiest person and the unluckiest person in the same car. <laughs> like, yeah. If that if that car hits a rock, but only uh, only Charlie flies out of it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man! But he pops that clutch, and it it works. Breathes it its, works. its first breath in years. Yeah, and then Jen and Sawyer and Vincent get in the car, and they just drive around, and it's so fun. It was very fun. Oh man. And you can definitely see another car driving around in the bottom of the screen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that shit. <laughs> it's wild. I guess it's like the film crew or something, but there's absolutely, for like a brief second, another car on the screen. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Man, I gotta... Ah, shit. I missed that. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, man. I don't catch them a lot, but I catch the the the, bat, the offensive ones. And it was the it. it was the car from season one that left the uh, tracks the on the sand. Yes, <laughs> it's back. Oh man, it's the, the island. <laughs> the fourth wall. The fourth wall car is back. <laughs> and at the end of this fun sequence, we have a depressing little bit. Everybody is like returning home to their loved ones, right? Jin yep. comes home to Sun. Charlie's. Laying down in Claire's tent, telling her all about their little adventure. Hurley's still riding around in the car, looking happy. And then Sawyer goes back to his tent alone, drinks some beer, and looks sad. It's for the best, Sawyer. I mean... Believe me. I feel it's so for bad for the him. best. Like, you're on this fucking island, and for like 24 hours, you thought that you had somebody, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's that's a shitty feeling. I mean, at least his, his somebody didn't get gunned down in the hatch. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so it could be a lot worse. Yeah, Hurley's doing all right, so. Yeah. <laughs> buck, buck up, Sawyer. I would be a lot more careful drinking that fucking beer with your doctor being I, I, I mean, I, th- there's literally... God, even if we, let's just say we assume that it actually survived that long, which it would not have. Right. It is not going to be good on your stomach. I know. It's going to give you, at the very least. The shits, man. The shits you are, It's going to be coming out both ends. <laughs> you got active yeast in those things. Like It, it is so gross to me. Every so single gross. time I watch this show, I can't fathom. I'm like, why... Why 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 would you drink the beer, Sawyer? Also, they're sipping it as if it's like, mmm, yeah, refrescante. Yeah, like <laughs> no, you should be like plugging your nose with dirt and then shotgunning it and trying not to vomit. 
Oh god, it's But they're I just like it, it, they turn into like a fucking Modelo commercial as they're sitting next to this yeah, van just like sitting mm. there enjoying it. Maybe it's more island magic. Whatever made the car start kept the beer fresh. <laughs> what a waste of magic. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of nice. Some recreational island magic. I mean, if they're just they're just like keeping them around to uh, you know, sacrifice them to the island later. Yeah, keep them happy. Yep, keep them happy. Oh man. So we have one other little bit in this episode with Kate. They get back, they have their beach reunion, and Kate is immediately, like, packing up to go back off into the jungle. Locke and, Locke and Saeed are questioning her about everything, right? Like, where the others are, and she says that she's gonna go find Jack. And Saeed and Locke follow her through the jungle, and they're like, why, why, why don't you ask us to help you find Jack? And she says, you don't know where to look and you're not motivated. <laughs> and I love this bit. Locke. Locke says you're wrong. Not about the motivation. Mation. Just about knowing where to look. It's like, yeah. wow, Locke. Way to play your cards, man. Uh, good Locke moment. I know. Such a classic, I don't give a fuck about anybody Locke moment. <laughs> Not about the motivation. Just about knowing where to look. It's like, I, especially with what happened to Kate, I can appreciate character consistency. <laughs> yes, exactly. And she says, how do you know where to look? <laughs> Got a compass bearing. And Saeed says, because of the way the sunlight hit Mr. Echo's stick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> after after Locke buried him. This look on his face, like, I can't fucking believe that I'm following this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Saeed I hate myself ha- for saying this. Yeah, Saeed has like reached a point where I I think he's kind of coming to terms with like how bizarre everything is, but he's very aware of how fucked up it is. Like, right, Locke right. is like fully 100% bought off. Yeah. Saeed understands that there's something else going on, but he's not happy about it. Yeah, I mean, Saeed, like, knows that Locke is on to something, but, you know, he can only, his 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 uh, suspension of disbelief can only go so far. He's like, he knows something is happening. Like, right, right. It would be ridiculous to think at this point that there isn't something, but it's bothering him to his core. Like, And you know what? The way the sunlight hit Mr. Echo's stick is the only lead they have, so... What else do you have to we do? We can either do nothing, or we can follow this weird-ass clue that Locke thinks that he's found. Follow the stick! And Rousseau shows up and starts shooting at them. <laughs> classic Rousseau. Kate says, I came to ask for your help. I am going to the other's camp and I need someone who knows the island. And she tells her that Alex is the girl who helped her escape. Yep. Because Rousseau is like, why would I help you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I found your daughter. That's why. So now that we know a little bit more about the others and kind of that they aren't this all-powerful, <laughs> you know, yeah. otherworldly unit. Do we think that maybe um, Saeed, Locke, Kate, and Russo, kind of a hardened group that knows a little bit more now, do we think that they could actually do some damage? Or do you think it's going to be uh, a disaster? I think they could They could do some damage. I mean, I, it like, the... 
power of the others seems to come from like their inherent knowledge of everything that's happening. Like right. their understanding. There's no like mystery to them as far as we can tell. Like they haven't exposed anything like that. They know the land. They know how it works. They know where to go. Like that's a huge advantage. Right. And if you start to lose that, I could see if they're really just operating. <laughs> Which they're, I was going to say, if they're just operating as, like, regular humans. Right. But that's, that can't be the case. Obviously, there's something else going on. I just don't know how much it plays into, like, do they actually have control over it? Or is it just, like, right. something that is decided it's helping them at the moment? I don't know. Yeah. I think that a big thing that has been lost is the kind of blind fear that the survivors have of them, right? Yeah. It... The way that they're approaching this feels a lot different than, you know, season one or wherever when uh, when they were surrounded in the jungle with all the torches, right? It feels like we're a far cry from that now. It's like, Kate has seen them firsthand. She's seen them die. She knows that they're just people, right? Yeah, they're just humans. So yeah, I think it's definitely gonna feel a little bit different, but we'll see. We'll see if this is a fool's errand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that they, like, they know that they live on a different island. Like, they have a commute. You know, yeah. like, there's these structures, and they're not, they're fallible. They have conflict even within their own ranks. Is Right. Is, would be empowering to know to be, like, on the other side and of it's, things. it's unclear how much Kate really knows about any of that. No, that's true. I guess Jack was more privy to a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, Kate knows that Jack did something to help them escape. No, well, you know what? I guess she... Well, she saw she saw Juliet shoot Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny. So she, she knows that there's division, and she knows that there's vulnerability. They can bleed. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's... it's uh, I still think it's wild that she was doing the Kate thing where she was just literally going to go by herself. It is. It <laughs> like, makes zero sense. Yeah, at least now Locke and Saeed are with her, which gives her a better chance than just her and Rousseau. But I don't know, man. Rousseau now having confirmation that Alex is with the others, that's a game changer. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is going to give her a little more motivation. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was Trisha Tanaka is dead. There's not a whole lot to say about it. It's a fun episode. Just kind of out of place. But, I mean, it definitely, I'm not going to say it's one of my favorite episodes of the show. Like, it's not really strong enough to be up there. There's so many other better contenders for that. But it's definitely one that I remember fondly every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, yay, we're at this one. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It's just, I just want more, like, to be happening. <laughs> you know? Oh, just, just wait. Just wait until the next episode. It's going to be like a slap in the face how quickly we get back to business. Good what i want yeah let's see i have some fun facts for you okay apparently the scene where we see the meteorite hitting mr clux was the most expensive single shot the show ever did (laughs) wow really (laughs) just i guess whatever special effects they did for that which i mean we haven't really seen anything that big which makes sense they did not get their money's worth (laughs) I would get a. I would ask for a partial refund because good. Lord. <laughs> good 
No, it's fun. And then the Dharma beer cans have, they're like the newer type of beer cans or whatever with the the ring pool, the litter-free ring pools. Yeah. Which didn't exist in that era. Like, assume you know, assuming, like, Harley said that beer's been there since at least Rocky Three. Yeah. So, the producers of this show actually owned up to that, and they made a joke, and they said that the, maybe the Dharma Initiative are the ones who invented those. <laughs> I mean, I could see, they, they seem to be They're focused on the Earth Conscious kind of thing, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, there you go. Mr. talk is dead. Do we have a... Do we have a Marshall's alternate title corner? Well, we we need a title for the segment. <laughs> Marshall's alternate title corner starring Marshall. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like just thinking about a couple different things, but like, oh, what was the oh, shit? Hold on, something like like uh, car talk with uh, with Hurley or yes, or like. Good. Uh, we don't. The problem is we don't have a name for the island, but it, but you know how there's like multiple different places that do Top Gear. It'd be like Top Gear or Dharma I- like, Island Edition. Dharma island Dharma Edition. edition. Dharma <laughs> yeah. Initiative. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh man, I forgot to mention that like the funniest scene in this whole episode. I guess not the funniest. There's too many contenders for funny scenes, but when Sawyer's drinking beer and they have put the corpse back together and just propped it up yes. against the van. <laughs> yes. And Harley was... thinks that his name is Roger Workman. Roger Workman. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. And Sawyer correcting him. Like, it's just one of the funniest. Oh, man. All those scenes are on the car were good. Yes, very good. But anyway, alright. That's, uh, that's our alternate title, I guess. Let's see. What? Oh, did I write it down? Oh, oh. oh, the next episode. The next episode is called Enter 77. Enter 77? Yes. <laughs> what? I mean, isn't it obvious, Marshall? No, I'm just kidding. Ah, fuck it's off! Not. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. not. I mean, I'll, t- I'll just say I, I the got only, nothing. The only hint you've been given is that it is definitely diving back into, like, intense, lost shit i don't know i'm just gonna go ahead and say what i want which is what i default to when i can't come up with who i think it's gonna be okay sure go for it i would like a rousseau episode so i'm gonna say it's gonna be a rousseau episode rousseau great we'll find out next week in the meantime you can reach out to us on social media we are on twitter at Jungle of Mystery. We are on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. And we are on uh, Gmail, Jungle of Mystery Pod at gmail.com. And you can find the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Stitcher's about to Stitcher's about to die. What? Yeah. If you listen on Stitcher Start listening somewhere else, I guess. I gotta... I listen to all my podcasts on Stitcher, but I just saw something that's like, in August, it's shutting down. So, I guess I'm gonna switch to Spotify. Stitcher shutting down. In the podcasting era, Stitcher, a popular podcast app, has announced that it will be shutting down in August. Yep. 
Wow. Huge bummer. Anyway, we're still going to be everywhere else. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, uh... Here's the here's the title. This came out on my birthday. Stitcher shuts down as podcast industry loses luster. Oh, cool. Fuck. Well... <laughs> Our industry is losing luster. No! <laughs> but we've been making so much money off this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whatever will we do? <laughs> anyway, keep listening to us. We'll be anywhere else that you find your podcasts, just no longer Stitcher, because it's dying. And until next week, I'll see you in another life, brother. I'll, I'll see Stitcher in another life, brother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>